It is Get Fit Radio. It's Emma Brain sitting in for James Pikeway this week. And uh, once again, we welcome into the studio Mel Sidkey, trainer and competitor, and Jason Greemer, fitness and lifestyle coach. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Good evening. Hi. How's your week been this week? Good. Good. Busy, yeah. busy. Busy, super busy, Jason. I know you've been super busy with all your clients at the gym. That's I just it. see you running around from one thing to the frantic, other. Frantic, <laughs> frantic. Sunday, Mondays. It is. Um, if you have any questions on health, fitness and nutrition tonight, you can get in touch. Give us a call, 423-1010-SMS-4001 or use the Dubai iFree app. And um, starting topic tonight was something that I want to bring up because it's something that we all moan about. And that's what, uh, what uh, Joe Wick the body coach calls the sad step <laughs> the scales the sad step That's and it. we always hear you know it's like you, it, constant complaints when people start working out and doing things particularly if they're doing weight training to begin with instead of the cardio they complain that they're putting on the weight and not losing it because they might be building a bit of uh, muscle so should we be kind of ignoring our scales a little bit and going more on how our clothes fit and how we look and feel uh, yeah, I, I personally, yeah. yeah, for sure, I agree. I, I think there's like there's two types of people with this one. So I feel that you've got you've got certain people that are numbers driven. Mm. They've got short term goals. Um, they like the accountability that the scales will give them. The other, on the flip side of the coin, some people prefer to just base things off how they look and feel. So for them, it can potentially mean that the scales could be quite demoralizing, unmotivating. Mm. So yeah, it depends on the goal. It depends on the goal for sure. Like you'll have, again, clients who'll be looking for comp prep, transformations, any sort of health mm. concerns. That Then there's an importance to actually be keeping quite an eye on those scales and mm. they're going to help you progress. Um, so I, I do feel it is something that does have a bit of a stigma about it, but yeah. it just needs to be used correctly. It can be your ally at, at the same time, 100%. Sometimes as well, that athlete on athlete level, they need to weigh in a certain uh, weight as well. So it varies depending on the individual, I guess. And um, I was, I was going to ask you guys, because not all scales measure the same. You have electronic scales, uh, the old analog yeah. scales yeah. as well, the spring scales. And then you have these, um, these um, I forget what you call them, but the all singing, all dancing ones where you stand on them and, and it electric current and it yeah. measures all yes. your body fat and everything. So what kind of scales are, are the best ones to use? Because it's the all same one use again. That's, <laughs> the that's same exactly one. it. Exactly. <laughs> Don't keep changing on. it. If you're going to use one, then. And stick to that one yeah you know so any it, it yeah. tells you your weight then yeah i'll constantly have that debate with clients pre-check-in they'll be like oh i was 78 kilos this morning i promise and they'll jump <laughs> on my set of scales and there might be 80 or 81 so for me i'm always like guys look we're going to track off my set of scales at the yeah. same time um and timing's another important thing too it's it's making sure yeah. that you check the same time um obviously pre-meals ideally upon waking mm, i'd um, say upon waking you know post bathroom so just making sure that all your variables are the same and that's going to give you the most accurate numbers. So what are the, the best way to track your progress or fitness? Because I still see um, a lot of training uh, trainers um, using calipers as well and the, these yeah. kind of things. Is, is, are those still a good measure? I like taking photos, to be honest. Yeah. My, my go-to is photos, uh, especially for women. I think they really like seeing uh, the difference with something visual. Mm. Yeah, I agree with Mel. Like photos are effective. Photos are definitely effective. Um, but for me, I don't think there's enough forms of tracking really. Like I yeah. like to have weight yeah. on the scale. Yeah. I like to have caliper measures. Um, I like to have kind of check-in conversations and obviously your lifting numbers. The more you have there, the more yeah, you can I form like a strong the numbers, program. And actually. 
Because uh, so yeah. so many times I hear this um, this old saying, which <laughs> uh, you know, when you're lifting weights, you're putting on weight because muscle weighs more than fat, no. which it, it doesn't. We know that a pound, a pound is a pound is a pound. Yeah. It's just that muscles more dense and um, yeah, it's more dense, leaner and denser. So when when basically you're building muscle, your your muscle is you know you become you're still becoming leaner, but you can yeah. you can get heavier. You can get heavier, but uh, the, unfortunately, it is not as quick hmm. um, as a lot cover, of us yeah. like to think. So sometimes there are other factors, and, and like I've heard the cover up, oh, my weight's going up on the scale. The first thing I look at is, are we eating things we shouldn't be? Because yeah. a lot of the time, the scales won't move fast enough unless mm. you are on like a heavy calorie increase. So um, I, I like to just keep in mind that it does take a, lot, a little bit of time to build that lean muscle tissue yeah. that we're all after, yeah. and that's, you know quite challenging mm-hmm. and when it comes to becoming leaner and losing the body fat because you get a, a lot of people they say okay I'm getting I'm getting leaner but there's always that the stubborn areas what what are the best ways to shift those final areas would you say any tips or tricks <laughs> or just hard work it, it, yeah I think um, it would then go down to the way you're training mm. um, you might have to switch something up uh, challenge the body a bit uh, I would go into like more uh, anaerobic work. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we're going into that later. Uh, diet plays a huge role actually yeah. the last few bits yeah, when exactly. you're comp prepping. Um, yeah, the last It's just like, yeah, that's right. So I would say like keep going. Like yeah. if you feel that areas are changing and there are those, you know, mm, quite stubborn, stubborn areas, they're probably, again, areas that you're just going to have to keep working at that overall um, decrease in mm. body fat. And they're going to yeah. be the areas that will start to come off. Um, it's consistency. Um, yeah, and a bit of hard work. But you keep going is my, is my suggestion. Yeah. It will move. <laughs> as long as you're on the right path, it will move. Those, those stubborn areas tend to be the ones that try, take Yeah, try not while. to stress about them as well because yeah. it just makes everything worse. It just makes the process slower. And uh, stress, as we all know, isn't a good thing. Yeah. Everything, yeah, it works against us. <laughs> and um, coming back to the point about um, eating things we shouldn't um, and being accountable for the things we eat, food diaries, are they a really good idea for, for anyone uh, mm. at, at any stage? I mean, we have loads of apps like MyFitnessPal yeah, as a favourite of mine or just, just writing things down because it's very easy to go, I didn't have that chocolate bar at lunchtime <laughs> yeah. and just ignore it, That's you know. Right. I went actually for a stage where I logged my food on Fitness Pal for like a year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> every day, wow. I literally logged well everything done. I ate, went out, um, and it worked so well for me. I wasn't uh, I, if I ate more, I logged it. I didn't care, although I I just wanted to know what I was eating, how mm. many calories I was eating a day, what um, my macro intake was, and it really helped me. If because you can track back and. What you, yeah, you, the, what you ate the day before and yeah. you can um, see why you're probably feeling how you are to the same day. And it's really shocking when you scan some of those barcodes you know, how much sugar in that? Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's you know, why it's You good. know what broke my heart the other day was the uh, calories in a digestive biscuit. Oh, no. no. So oh my God, stop. Don't ever check that. If you like your <laughs> digestive, like? turn this off because <laughs> there is, I'm going to drop it, 70 calories per digestive. It, and they're not even that big. And you can polish off a si- six of those easy with a coffee. Yeah. Especially when you dunk them. That's right, exactly. So be careful. Everyone's been warned. Oh, that's <laughs> not good. And I, it's, it's, uh, and speaking of um, uh, sugar content and everything, there's lots of um, 
fitness products on the market. You get these mm. fit bars and everything, but when you actually look at the, the sugar content yeah. in them, they, they actually have more sugar so, uh, than regular standard um, mm. than bars or something. And that seems to be shocking and the same with like the fitness cereals. They will mm. have more sugar yeah. in them than like a bog standard box of cereal, which mm. which seems a really shocking thing for something that's trying to market itself as so a fitness product. Yeah, but it's it all happens marketing. A lot. All marketing. So, is this something that we have to be really mindful of as well? Yeah, and just there. check everything. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on what things say. Always check the labels on the back is always going to be your best friend because yeah. in most in most countries, uh, you know, it's actually a legal yeah. requirement that they're yeah. you know 100 correct. So, and and again, they're even quite. Oh, they've they've been written quite misleadingly, so keep mm. an eye on those. I wouldn't read what's too much as what's on yeah, the. Yeah, I was going to say like, if there's something you can't pronounce on that packet or you're, you've never heard of before, chances are they're not going to be that great for you. So if there's something you can't read. Um, I would try and avoid it. Stick to whole foods as much as you can. Um, if you want a snack, there's some great snack bars like the Naked Bars mm. uh, and bars. What else are there? Yeah, there's a few good. There's a few, few ones, ones there. Um, and there, again, there is some sports brands that do offer the good yeah. quality protein bars. And uh, look out for the the oses, fructose, lactose, sucrose, all the all the sugars. <laughs> yeah, hiding yeah. in there. They're everywhere as well. Sugar, sh- yeah, sugars. It, it, to be honest, I think people um, are scared to like too much about sugar. Sugar's not exactly but it's how much you're having yeah. you know it's all, all yeah it's a big debate on that yeah topic. it's a There's, huge debate there is a big debate on is it topic. true that sugar is the first thing you'll burn off is it one of the first things you'll burn off it depends what time you're eating um, the sugar it depends what you've done in the day like it can be stored in multiple ways hmm. yeah it can be used as energy source but I wouldn't rely on it some people kind of say oh this is going to give me a bit of a kickstart kick, into my yeah. session yeah. I wouldn't be having anything like that as a real source of energy um, I would be sticking to your complex carbohydrates banana is um, always great yeah opposed to like you know yeah definitely bananas you go to um, yeah it depends it depends it depends quantities and what the purpose is too you know was it an easter egg or is it a bit of strawberry jam on some, some bread before <laughs> yeah. you work out what, it, what is it oh definitely too much it's not gonna kill you the last it's not few gonna days. kill you <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's like what was, it, what was i saw the other day i chase i think it was actually you shared um all the different kinds of easter eggs and how hard you're gonna have to work to burn off those particular <laughs> chocolates scary, i did not right? see that <laughs> scary it was it, i think it was for a cream egg, I think it was 552 burpees, according to what? you know this this I guess write up, um, f- for you to for you to reach the same equivalent calorie um, oh energy I guess expenditure, you'd need to hit 552 burpees, which would be impressive. Yeah, not worth insane. the cream egg, that's for sure. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> As a one-off treat, that's it, it will be fine. Okay, Emma Brain sitting in for James on Nightline. It is Get Fit Radio. We've got Mel Sidkey, trainer and competitor, and uh, Jason Creamer, fitness and lifestyle coach, in the studio with me. And uh, we should have Farhan on the line this evening. Farhan, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you doing? All right, not bad. You're over to Mel and Jason. What's your question? And they'll see if they can help you. Uh, I have been, you know, just recently I've decided to go on a diet and a workout regime. And in two months, I've seen quite a, quite a bit of results. I'm very happy about it. Great. But I couldn't reduce much on my lower back or, as they would say, love handles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You know, I, I've been, um, I don't know, is there any specific workout for that? And, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to reduce and uh, that doesn't yeah. make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If you don't mind me asking, what, uh, how, how are you working out? Like, uh, what, what do you get up to in the gym? I do some kind of, you know, weight work, uh, workout for three days a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, two days a week, I do something like cardio. Okay. Right. Cool. Um, yeah, and uh, one day completely football, just an hour or hour and a half of football, and one day complete rest. Perfect. Awesome. Good. Yeah, quite that's, active. That's quite good, actually. But like I would say, Farhad, that it's one of those things that is one of those st- stubborn areas that we we just kind of touched on a little bit earlier. So again if you'd been training for the last two months that's that's an excellent time frame and i would say keep trying to push towards you know even that three month mark a lot of the time it's that consistency keeping that training and that routine up and you'll start to notice these areas will drop again certain spots like your stomach lower back and the love handles will tend to take a little bit bit more time yeah um Uh. yeah Um, three months (laughs) mark i'm 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 planning to work out forever like keeping the fitness regime forever not working out this hard yes uh because you know just recently i got into uh, a university abroad i'm going to travel soon that's the main motivation okay great so this is your goal until then so i would say keep working at it keep that intensity up um keeping Uh an eye on your diet like that area is particularly is an area that is going to kind of really work around dropping your body fat excess body oh, fat okay so, but something about even my diet i haven't stopped eating anything as such mm. like i people say don't eat sugar mm. avoid fat mm. no i haven't mm. reduced any of that yes i have uh, i mean i'm eating i've well. changed my diet like i eat like five meals a day mm-hmm. yeah small ones but i haven't stopped anything as such uh, carbs i i love my tea uh, and okay. uh, so I do have, uh, you know, a bit off diet food. Yes. Uh, but it didn't That's okay. really affect That's my okay. results. That is, is it going to be an issue? No, no. I think it's great that you're aware of uh, what you're eating and you're aware that you, you know that maybe if you cut out on certain foods you'll see results a bit quicker uh, it depends uh-huh. when you want to make that change let's say you're you're going away in um, a month or so you can then change your diet and make it a little bit stricter or change uh, things around to complement your training a bit more and i okay. think that will have uh, a much more like a better positive uh, effect on your uh, goals uh- I agree. Ah. I, I agree completely. Like it would also be like having. Have you calculated like if you're in a calorie deficit, like if you're in a calorie or energy deficit? Have you um, calculated that Fahad by any chance? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I haven't put any numbers on yeah. my diet. I haven't checked what I, I mean the amount of calories I eat or that, that would be my first. That. I just try and you know I heard one of my friends say. Uh, if you're working out, have up to 180 grams of uh, proteins per yeah. day. I just make sure I do that. Okay. So, yeah, like I would say the the, the more you're onto those numbers, um, again, it uh-huh. will vary per person as far as protein intake, as far as to what calories you should be having daily. But the best okay. way to make sure that you hit a goal, especially before you head away, is to kind of come up, is to calculate your current cal- calorie intake, put that mm-hmm. alongside your current calorie expenditure, which by the sound of it is quite high. Uh-huh. Yeah. And make sure okay. that you are not consuming.
consuming more than you're burning. And in which case you will lose fat. And I can guarantee those last couple of areas will change very quickly if you are in a deficit. Okay. So my suggestion uh, would be maybe download MyFitnessPal, <laughs> yeah. which we also just touched <laughs> on. Yeah. And, um, and plug, your, plug your food in there. And I'd love to kind of hear what you come up with. Uh-huh. Okay. Does that help anyway, you, Fat Man? Thank you very much. The show is great. I was stuck in traffic. But, you know, you're making um, uh, you're making traffic enjoyable. That's oh, it. Fantastic. Well, Keep have the help centre. Get back in touch and let us know how you get on. Okay. Sure, thank you very much. All right, take care, bye. There we go, great advice for Farhan. And are you guys okay for another question? Because we've got a little bit of a long one just coming. Um, This one's all about um, diet and nutrition. The texter says, I've been trying to eat healthily, so my diet consists of eating fruit and veg for breakfast and lunch. Since I've changed my diet, I feel as though I don't have a lot of energy. Breakfast is a green juice consisting of avocado, spinach, banana, cucumbers, and dates. I have a banana as a snack and then around uh, as a snack at 11 and then a healthy lunch, usually some kind of salad um, and dinner usually varies, but nothing too unhealthy. While my bloating has gone, I thought I would have felt more energized. Doesn't sound like there's a lot of protein in there going on. I don't, I, to be honest, I think you're actually in a calorie deficit by listening to what you're eating. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah there, there, that's, that's the first thing I was thinking. There isn't much of a there's protein more, source in there. Mm. Is it something we're trying to avoid in, intentionally? You can. Um, like I've, I've actually had been on a vegan diet as mm. well for six months. You can still get the same results, although it is, yes, a little bit harder. But um, I would get some carbs in there. They do really help with digestion. Depends on the carbs you're eating. And it will help. Um, kickstart your metabolism and give you more energy actually mm. um, I think people get scared of carbs but they do if you lack in energy then carbs are great quick source uh, yeah like I feel that there is a, a, there's a component of energy lacking I would probably shoot from the from the hip from, and say it's more of a protein source mm. Are the, even if we're trying to avoid I guess meats and it is a vegetarian diet we're basing that off what we, we've kind of got there there are different types of veggies like spinach um, legumes and types of yeah. beans and nuts that are going to be high in protein these are going to help increase your energy yeah. they're also going to help with muscle recovery so if you are training training and expecting to perform um, your muscles are going to need some help through their nutrition so mm. by giving them things like even protein shakes there's obviously the vegan yeah, organic yeah, options yeah. as well i would say throw in a couple of um protein the sources shakes. in each meal mm. have a shake throw a bit of a scoop of protein in that shake in the morning mm. and i think see how you go as far as your performance in the gym and your energy levels I th- i'm confident that you would see an increase mm. yeah. yeah i think yeah let's uh put the food up a little bit <laughs> yeah and uh, it doesn't sound like you're eating too much right now and just um Judging by the text message here, one of the goals was to reduce the bloating, which a lot of us suffer with. Well, it works, not it? Yeah, That can be, again, from my experiences, limiting things like dairy products as well. Yeah, I've noticed personally yeah. and with a few different clients, this is not anti-dairy, but a lot of people actually kind of have seem to have effects with sort of high dairy products. They're obviously high, a little higher in toxicity as well. So mm. sometimes by limiting those, you can find... Um, you know, reduction in kind of inflammation and bloating as well. Yeah, so that's one possible outcome of that. Sure. Okay. So now, actually, uh, because you've limited everything, your bloating's gone. You can start to now introduce foods that you did have in your diet, and then you'll know what is actually triggering you to bloat. Yeah. So it could be like a reverse kind of a diet. 
But I I feel like, um, and just reading off this text as well, I feel like um, it's a lot of the the, the juicing diets or the smoothie diets Mm. that people do. And a lot of people say, I feel so energized when I do this. I feel so great. Whereas another group of people will say, I felt absolutely knackered (laughs) doing this and I lost all my energy. Uh, So again, again, it's not a one size fits all, Mm -hmm. is it? Everybody's different. Everybody's body works differently. I think, yeah, it really depends on what you're doing day to day those the people that are juicing as such um, maybe people that are less uh training a bit less and they're not using that much energy but if you're really hitting the gym or have got a very active lifestyle you need to have food that's going to keep you full for longer Mm -hmm. okay and uh seeing as we have got into questions let's do uh let's do one final one before we take a short break and uh this one's come in from maha saying sometimes i feel really tired and a bit lethargic but i still force myself to go and work out should i be doing this or working out when i'm tired and lacking in energy or just working out when i have the energy and i'm in the frame of mind to do so Cool, great question. So, Maha, I would suggest that um, number one is listen to your body, okay? So, 100% always above all else listen to your body, okay? But be careful that your mind isn't playing tricks on you because a lot of the time um, you can kind of be putting yourself off training, you can kind of mentally be psyching yourself out. I would kind of sit back and say, is this happening at a frequent time every every day, Mm. every side of the week? Are you trying to train in the morning when you're simply having late nights? Um, Are you eating prior to exercise? Are you setting yourself mentally up for your session? Do you want it enough? You know, is your goal important enough for you to get into the gym? So if you've ticked all those boxes, um, I would say then there will be days where you're you're going to have less sleep that night and you're going to feel a little bit low on energy. I would always encourage going into the gym, doing the best that you can. Um, that session may not make a physical difference, mm. um, but the benefit will be is in the, the session after that is when you come in, you felt like you've been consistent, you, you came in the other day, you're feeling stronger today because of it. Um, and that's going to show a bit of character, build your strength in the long run. So listen to your body. Um, but yeah, definitely just watch the mind games that can go on there. And if, if we're working out anyway, you know, when we get the motivation and we find the energy to get into the gym, having a workout, we always feel better at the end of it anyway, because endorphins, we feel That's a little right. bit Chase happier. That's right, that feeling. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing, isn't it? So there we go. We have got some more questions to go through. And I also do want to talk about um, those short workouts. Are they effective and are there any really good ones that we can do? It is Emma Brain sitting in for uh, James Pine. Away. It is Get Fit Radio on Nightline and joining me in the studio we've got Mel Sidkey, trainer and competitor and Jason Grima, fitness and lifestyle coach. And uh, we've got another caller. Uh, we should find uh, Zishan this evening. Hi Zishan, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Not, really good. How are you? not bad at all. What was your question Zishan? You got a, a question on fa- intermittent fasting, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, yeah. what uh, was your question? Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's basically, uh, I just recently started intermittent fasting uh, while also training and uh, and the food that I do eat is based on the Cadiz's diet. Um, and uh, I, did, I, did, I did a big change in my, in my training and also on my diet just recently because I checked my body fat and my weight had gone up and my body fat had also gone up and I don't know what it is that I was doing that was wrong. So I was hoping that this would work. So I just wanted some professional opinion on it. Okay. Sorry, uh, I didn't quite uh, hear you. What diet was you on? What, what was a 
You said something. So, oh, ketosis. Ketosis. Oh, the ketosis. Uh, the, the, what we were yeah, talking about last time, the, the yeah. keto one. So, uh, so uh, yeah. Zishan, when you're fasting, are you, are you like fasting like for 12 hours and not eating or are you just cutting out certain things from your diet? Uh, yeah, just fasting and not eating for throughout the day. Like like how the religious fast is there. Right. So, yeah, okay. similar to that, just no no food, no water. Uh, I think okay so in regards to the fasting I actually I fast pretty much mm. um, very similar so I would eat my last meal at um, night and then I won't eat again until I finished my workout in the morning mm-hmm. so I would train fasted and then as soon as I'm hungry which is about 11 I would have my first meal so I'm really fasting for 12 to 16 hours anyway so for yeah. me it works but it's obviously it's not going to work for everyone how do you feel after you have in the morning do you work out before or do you have your food then work out yeah uh, so what i do is that when i wake up like i try and wake up really early like five yeah and i have like a small breakfast before that and mm-hmm. then uh, i'll train uh, right after that by six i'll go to the gym and train for like an hour and a half yeah and then I won't anything until sun or sunset, which is oh, okay. six oh, six thirty. Oh. Yeah, I just recently started it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. interesting. That, yeah, that, that's, that's interesting. an interesting approach. Is there any reason why you fast in that in that in that manner at all? Um, basically, uh, it's it's also like uh, kind of religious to do that. Yes. So yeah. I kind of yeah yeah. So I kind of put both of them together and it's Ramadan also coming of so course. I'm kind of getting my body ready for it basically yeah. Yeah. oh okay yeah. so you're basically okay okay that makes more sense. yeah yeah kind of preparing <laughs> yourself that makes a lot more sense um, as far yeah. as reasoning behind that um, look, I would say that the first thing is is the best part is that you're training after you're having your first meal in the morning. Yeah. Um, that's the most important yeah. part because you are going to get the most energy out of your session. session. Um, as as for break, like the the biggest thing to make sure is that meal contains whole food, so that you're making sure that you're having a good source of complex car- carbs. You're having a, a digestible protein source and mm. essential fats. If that meal lacks any forms of macronutrients, um, it will yeah. it will you will feel that throughout the day. So, for example, something like a protein shake, an apple, some nuts. Um, making sure that you consume two to three liters of water. I guess pre uh, like at dawn and and at sunset mm. um, when you're out of those fast times that's going to make sure that you are feeling the most energized through that fasting period Obviously, especially yeah. when yeah. you're in a ketosis like if you're having ketosis like you're actually even taking out one of the macronutrients which yes. you would have every day yeah. um, and mm. that could actually have a huge effect on um, your mm. whole day yeah exactly and I'd just be careful on, on kind mm. of the calories that you are consuming through that 24 hour period so making sure that that meal yeah. prior to training and that meal in the evening too are adding up and that you're not under eating or malnourishing yourself because that's kind of where you can become unstuck when you're doing something like a ketosis diet or even intermittent fasting is if you're not consuming enough energy as you're even like uh, you're training straight after you've eaten anyway so it's the perfect time to eat carbs if you're uh, if you're eating carbs is that is literally perfect do you do this all year round if you don't mind me asking i just started it to be honest with you i I had not done it before so uh, obviously it's a lot harder because my training is, uh, I changed my training profile as well and I'm doing a lot more cardio so I can push the body fat down. Yes. So um, it is it is a lot more difficult because obviously I'm eating a lot less. I'm, I'm of not, course. I'm, uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm tired a lot more. Yeah. So, and that, yeah. I think but, that's what's, uh, yeah. that might make you 
uh, you say your your body fat's gone up, but I think maybe because you're drained and tired that when you do eat, you're yeah. craving so much and you're eating, you're, you've uh, put your body on such a deficit throughout the day or and then you go to eat. Yeah, and it's um, you're consuming the wrong foods. Maybe I'm not sure. I just wanted to uh, yeah. Zishan, yes. are you are yeah. you when you get to, to evening at the moment? Are you breaking your fast like you would do during Ramadan? In that having something small, then wait for a bit, and then have your main meal, or are you just having one big meal in the evening? Um, well, I'm just having like uh, a salad basically as soon as i break my fast i will have some water and and some salad okay. and sometimes maybe like some boiled eggs okay and then i'll have another salad at night and then in the morning the only time which uh only meal which is not actually uh forms part of ketosis is yes. basically the uh the breakfast i have oats which is completely no no right okay. for ketosis yeah, yeah yeah so so i would say that because like when Technically, you're not going to be in a state of ketosis whatsoever because you are having a source of carbohydrate, which will yeah. will, will, will yeah. cause you out of you. You know, you won't be in a ketosis phase. So, at the moment, this is just more of a low calorie diet with, I guess, a fast throughout the day. There is nothing yeah. wrong with the way you're doing it in a sense of, you know, preparing yourself coming into Ramadan, having those those meal times when they are. Um, but I would just say making sure that your calorie intake perhaps is just a little bit higher with whole foods, um, some vegetables, um, yeah. foods that are high in fibers, um, foods yeah. that are a little bit high in healthy um, fats like nuts, um, perhaps guys, cheese and uh, dairy. Guys, sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. But I'm just driving towards the airport tunnel, so I might... Cut out. <laughs> That's a, we've all been there. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank please you. Please go on. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great, th- mate. Thanks, thank Zishan. You. Good luck it. with it. All right. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. All right. yeah, yeah. Take, Take care. Take Bye. Care. Bye-bye. And uh, interesting one from Zishan there, because as we are, Ramadan is, of course, being called next month. We will start that. And a lot of people do still train for, while they're fasting. They're still training. And I see people, they're training hard oh, while they're fasting yeah, as well. It's insane. And I, I think they're absolutely brilliant when they do it. It's very, very impressive indeed. And the fact that Zishan is kind of preparing and gearing mm-hmm. himself up for yeah. that now is, uh, yeah. is really, really good. It's great. One message I'd have to um, if he could still hear us out of the tunnel is I would suggest post Ramadan go back to implementing a diet that's got a little bit more frequent meal times only use that fasting technique I guess obviously leading up to Ramadan of course during Ramadan um, and then coming out of Ramadan try to uh, kind of reorganize your your eating routine change your habits up a little bit just because something like that over a longer period of time could actually have some kind of negative effects it can increase you know stress levels Um, you can kind of form a bit of a bad relationship with foods as well so um, just kind of up in the lead up obviously when you're coming out of Ramadan then kind of just start to re regulate your diet and nutrition as well should fasted uh, diets like that obviously we do them at certain times of, of year like ramadan for for those particular reasons but uh, outside of that uh, then they're not good to keep doing on a long-term basis i think long term yeah one month i think more than oh, it's hard to say it really is it, it de- more than a, a couple of months i, I think it's yeah, it, it's like anything. It depends. How is your body responding mm. to it? How is it working towards the goals that you're work, you're working towards? Are you doing it correctly? Because a lot yeah. of the time you'll read these things, and it's whether or not you, you are actually performing it correctly. Um, I, I have plenty of of mates. I have um, 
I have friends and other coaches that are on doing um, intermittent fasting based mm-hmm. diets and, and it's actually quite su- su- successful sorry mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. um, but they're just doing it correctly so it's just knowing knowing how as well yeah. knowing how if any diet works for you then just keep at it <laughs> and, and as we say everyone's different and I, right. I, I personally I do like a fasted workout in the morning surprisingly mm, yeah. it gives you a lot of energy I don't know why <laughs> it does but it, it does. does a lot of the time and I, I can never get my head around that one to be honest with you it's Get Fit Radio on Nightlined by II 103.8 it's Emma Brain sitting in for James for this week and in with me in the studio is Mel Sitke trainer and competitor and Jason Grima a fitness and lifestyle coach and uh, thanks very much for your SMS back Z uh, glad that was all a lot of help for you and a tough thing training through Ramadan I see so many people um, doing it and uh, fair play to them because it's really hard work hard and work. Uh, it's very very impressive so nice to see people kind of gearing their bodies up for it now um, one topic I did want to get into with you guys is um, how do we feel about short workouts I see lots of articles like get fit in eight minutes doing this a day or six minutes doing that a day can they really be short but effective workouts particularly for those of us that might not necessarily have a lot of time to be going working out you you um really need to be doing the right exercise and the intensity with that so if you know you're doing it correctly then yeah completely it's great it's sometimes even better than staying in the gym for hours on end doing nothing so Mm. um i think we've got a few workouts we can share with you after <laughs> yeah i totally agree intensity is key so um look the, the the benefits of doing high intensity interval training is you're going to burn more calories in less time okay it's easy to schedule into your diaries um and there's plenty of different exercise options that you can do so it is quite motivating and it's short and sharp but the the, the downside is if that intensity isn't being reached you are yeah. really going to struggle to see a benefit in your training yeah. a lot of the time an eight minute high intensity hit workout mm can very easily become a eight minute warm up whereas your body's (laughs) just gotten warm and you feel like your heart rate's up a little bit you're like oh that'll do for today and unfortunately that's not going to get you the result that you've kind of you've kicked that workout off for in the first place you're really trying to hit a certain energy system when you do that workout we have three in our body and the one you're really trying to target is an energy system called the alactate energy system Mm -hmm. Um, and if you you need to make sure like we just said uh, you're doing it correctly so what kind of what kind of exercises can we put into a short sharp workout I know you're going to say burpees but, in there yeah. somewhere it's got to yes. be <laughs> stick yeah, to your you must like have a compound exercise in there there's no point doing your bicep curls in your eight minutes yeah um, yeah yeah exactly you know, it depends like yeah so yeah would well, you want to go through some workouts well look like it depends on there's the beauty of it is you can pretty much do almost anything mm-hmm. with some form of intensity is going to be difficult so um again just making sure that it works towards your training goal so if you are working at overall strength and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff make sure it's a relevant you know just a relevant yeah. method of training um for me this is a, a little one you can try at home so essentially making sure that your your hit workout has some form of structure to it because if you just expect yourself to work at maximum effort start the timer stop the yeah. timer eight minutes later yeah there are no guidelines of parameters during that frame for you to actually push yourself or to keep you on track so mm-hmm. a good one that i like to do and try this out um it's called a three minute emom challenge okay so an emom stands for every minute on the minute okay so ideally the focus is to complete 12 and i've said it 12 burpees <laughs> in that one minute time frame now the quicker you complete those burpees quick, the more <laughs> the rest you, you get have. so once you hit the one minute frame you go again 12 burpees say my my focus is to try and finish within 40 seconds give mm-hmm. yourself a 20 second recovery now try 
try that. That's three rounds. That's only three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that over eight. Give, actually, yeah. Give that. Yeah. yeah, impressive. Give that a go, and let. And that's a good indicator just to show how much intensity you can really get out of such a simple, I guess, yeah. exercise structure. Yeah, completely. And I knew you were going to say the dreaded burpee, but unfortunately, it, it is up. one of those exercises that works yeah, everything. It is. That's right. Again. But there's a key to doing it correctly, isn't it? Because you see some really, really slack burpees. So it's really hard to keep the proper form with it that will, one. It yeah. will get slack, though. You're, if you're pushing yourself to your limit, it is going to get slack. Um, your form will go, but mm. as long as you're uh, aware of it, then you, you'll be fine. And what other kind of exercises can we do for this? What other kind of compound exercises? For so short shot? I've um, so EMOMs are great. We also have a thing called an AMRAP, which is as many rounds as possible within mm-hmm. a certain time frame. Uh, for example, if you do an AMRAP of six minutes of uh, some compound movements like a bodyweight row, incline press up, so you're not on the floor and some lunges they're they're great to mix together as well because you're targeting uh, various muscle groups so mixing up a little bit there excellent Uh, I like that one and one thing I wanted to ask you guys about because we see so many of them at the moment water workouts aqua biking and aqua spinning and uh, water aerobics aqua aerobics and everything big thing and and a lot of us I like them good on the joints it's much better on the joints than lifting stuff Uh, how do we feel about these these kind of workouts they're very popular right now I I totally rate any form of water activity Hmm. it is hard work it is cardiovascular you know improve your stamina your strength your flexible flexibility it will burn body fat increase circulation Um, obviously for rehab purposes as well less pressure on joints for elderly for the young i'm a huge advocate for for water exercise personally Hmm. i haven't done any really myself i I do do laps um, at certain phases through my training programs but it is one of the uh, most beneficial forms of exercise i feel it's 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 definitely underrated and underused a lot of the time i was gonna say just swimming just doing crawl or breaststroke or whatever and it's one of the things that i think we really forget about particularly as we get older and look at the physiques of a lot of swimmers they're almost like a lot of the time they'll have the you know the, the toned abs the broad shoulders you know the strong legs like all the rest of it so all those even those like more aesthetic kind of i guess yeah you yeah, know yeah, points yeah. Mm. you can all just get from swimming as well that's where I get my broad shoulders from unfortunately <laughs> it was all the swimming back in the day is not fun but it's not just swimming like I said you can do the aqua aerobics and all, all the rest of it and I do and trying to cycle fast on a oh. bike with those pads so with the resistance it's insanely I hard yeah. I haven't tried I haven't that. tried it I'd like I to try aqua biking it's so hard it's so hard yeah, you want to sweat okay, but you're yeah. obviously you're in the in water, water. <laughs> yeah that's the tricky thing is trying to make sure you keep hydrated too because obviously you don't feel your body yeah. Temperature rising, into, you know. So, yeah, I'd like to give that a go at some stage. Definitely, you guys should. It's yeah. definitely something different, and uh, you have little paddles to put yeah. on your hands, so you actually get off the bike and do little things <laughs> well. around the bike as well. It's hard work. After ten minutes, I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm, broken. Yeah. I'm broken. I'm <laughs> broken. That's what I find actually. Look at these classes go on for like an hour how can you sustain that amount of energy for an hour it's, it's tricky, tricky right it's tough I, mean, I, I would be I would, no it'd be my worst nightmare <laughs> particularly when the instructor's out of the water doing it and you're like come on. no <laughs> way 
Oh my god, it's but not it, fair. Better for the doubt. They've gotten to that point because it's they amazing. can get through that class. I think it <laughs> is amazing, though. It's, it's definitely impressive. well worth um, trying out. Um, uh, we already discussed fasted workouts versus non-fasted workouts, which was a great thing. Um, one thing I really wanted to, to to touch on just before we go, and I know we haven't uh, got through all of this, was about because we're really focusing on getting youngsters fit and healthier across the UAE at the moment. Unfortunately, we see so many kids and, uh, you know, when we were younger, where we come from, we're out and about, we're playing outside and doing outdoor games, whether it's riding bikes or skateboards or playing sports. Very difficult for a lot of youngsters here, particularly um, in the summer months. And I see a lot of youngsters, kind of young teenagers in the gyms at the moment. Gyms good for youngsters if they're using them properly or, or recommended or not really? Personally, not, like I wouldn't recommend gym training to someone like uh, of the younger generation. I would say play a sport, have some fun, you know. Mm. Um, they're not going to get much benefit out of stick into a gym routine um if it's conditioning for their sport then yeah they're going to really enjoy it because they know their goal is to get better at the sport Mm -hmm. but if you tell youngster oh you're going to do 12 press ups today they're going to be like well what why you know yeah (laughs) they're going to get bored and they won't stick at it you yeah, like, I think age comes into play there. So, yeah. like, what depends Mel's on the of, age, yeah, for sure. But like, obviously, obviously, in the younger years, you want to encourage more sport, more activity, and um, it will actually benefit them in long term completely. If they, if you start a sport young yeah. and you move on to going to the gym when you're older, you'll you'll see a huge, huge difference. But like, as far as like a, a recommended late age to be lifting in the gym, I, I usually don't sort of recommend anybody under the age of 16 mm-hmm. um, I've even had my cousins back home email me they're getting ready for football and they're about 15 um, for rugby so they're like oh can, you know can we get into the gym can you write me a program and I've kind of said guys look not at this stage what mm. I want them to do so I've given them just body weight workouts yeah. core exercises athletic drills yeah and f- to prep them for obviously their sport but then moving into the gym environment once they're in the gym environment which like for me I was I was 16 and lifting weights yeah me too um, actually I was in CrossFit <laughs> so the biggest thing that I looking back now my biggest recommendation suggestion is probably build a strong foundation so I I kind of almost I would want to have my child working with a coach coming straight into the gym learning everything 100% from day one getting a personalized program I can relax as a parent knowing that they're being looked after the programs are are personalized they're under the guidance and from there that's going to set them up to then going on and training rather than coming in at you know 25 30 and saying hey I'm still unsure I've been here for the last 10 years in Mm. the gym kind of walking around and I'm not sure if I'm really working towards my goal so Again, I, I think it, it is valuable for them to be learning at a young age, but um, again, making sure that it's appropriate for them. I find they're much better listeners as well. If, if you have a trainer and you're teaching a youngster, they like, listen yeah, to everything you agree. say. Like, uh, I, and they're really interested. I, I loved having my coach. Like, you know, growing up, I had, a, I had a trainer for a lot of my youth years. So obviously growing up with having a coach there is kind of, I guess I'm a trainer now, so it, it rubbed off in some way. <laughs> but um, it definitely benefited me in, in getting yeah. fit and he- in living more of a healthy and active lifestyle, really. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, guys, unfortunately, we have run out of time. I don't know where this hour has gone. It's literally zipped by today. Mel and Jason, thank you very much for coming in once again whilst James has been away. It has been Get Fit Radio. And uh, enjoy the rest of your week and uh, see you guys working out in the gym. That'll be it. We'll see you there. (laughs) Thanks, guys.